Slice Audio. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. Vikings! Your Minnesota Vikings. Skull, baby! Skull! Cheers! Merry Christmas, my friend. Yeah, Merry Christmas. This is uh, episode two of week 16 as we get ready for the New York football giants on Christmas Eve, the 11 o'clock game. Welcome Mm -hmm. to Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ as we preview this game. You know what? I'm... I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. I don't know much about the Giants. The Giants kind of surprised everybody this year, you yeah. know, as yeah. it stands right now. They're a playoff team. Yeah. They're playing really well for their new coach. The new coach took a shot at KOC. Did you see that? I did not. He said, I'm the blue collar guy that's going up against Harry Styles. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shots fired, bud. Wow. I mean, he's just complimenting KOC's very physique. Uh, natural feature. Dude. Yeah, he's yeah. a good-looking guy. So, But yeah, I don't know much about the Giants. They've been bad for years. Daniel Jones isn't necessarily bad-bad, but he's not yeah. great by any means. He's, he's so. weird, right? Because there's there's moments of greatness. Uh, there's moments where it's like, hey, here we go. He could be now a, he's got it. Now he's a starting quarterback. And then there's like three weeks of no. Yeah, yeah. He's very good at, on his feet. He can rush the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got. He's. got. I've seen some dimes from him, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, they, they struggle on offense for the most part, but they have Saquon Barkley. He's yeah. a top 10 back in the league. Um, their receiving core, I mean, I'm not too familiar with, but it seems just off of without really knowing much about the Giants because we're standing on a water cooler, their offense seems to be their weakest point. Yeah, Their defense has played pretty well this year from what I've understood. They have a really good pass rusher. Yep. I don't remember his name. Like Thibodeau. 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 That guy. Yeah. He can create some havoc in the backfield. Yep, yep. The power rankings in which the NFL have its, has it down here on the website is uh, offensively, the Giants are 22nd, we are 13th. Defensively, the Giants are 26th, and we are 32nd. Oh, wow. Still. Um, um, on passing, they're rated 28th, we are 7th. Yeah. And on rushing, they're rated 6th, and we are 28th. You know, okay. they got Saquon Barkley. Right. But I think they lean on the run a lot more than we do. You yeah. know, we use we use Dalvin Cook, uh, but not like we used to. No. Which is probably the reason why he's been healthy all year for the most to part. To be honest with you, that's he's a good point. He's been kind of going with that shoulder, but, you know. That's a good point. I mean, this is going to be a game that's going to probably be close, I think, again. I mean, yeah. we should be able to expose their defense because it's not – the Colts' defense is better than theirs, so we should be able to do what we want offensively, you would think. Yeah. There's nobody really besides that pass rusher that really scares me on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know who their corners are. Yeah, I don't you know, know what I mean? But if yeah. you get in Kirk's face, you know, you got to worry about fumbles. you got to worry about – him you maybe do. throwing a pick or two, you know what I mean? So I, I think in my mind when I look at this, and again, neither one of us know a lot about the Giants, mm-hmm. so I might be speaking completely wrong here. I don't know anything about their team except for Saquon Barkley Daniel Jones. and Daniel Jones, yep. and there's a, at least the more players on their team. But I, but <laughs> 50 I, more players on their team. <laughs> I would assume, obviously, you know, like our offensive has it figured out. All it would take, it seems like, with that Thibodeau or whoever that can rush the passer really well, it's making some waves, quick plays. Yep. 
get you the know, ball out of your plays, hands. Design, get a run away from them, you well, know, whatever. And that's what Kirk has kind of struggled in this year, to be honest with you, because yeah. he's looking to push the ball downfield to J.J., you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and my question for you on that is, do you think that is – this has been my question for years and all of football, not just our team – do you think in situations like that it's quarterback, or do you think it's plays that are being called? I think it's it's a little bit of both, uh, because I think this system, the these plays take a little bit longer to develop. Yeah, you know, there's not a, I don't I haven't seen so far a lot of plays designed to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Yeah, meaning screen plays, meaning yeah. slant plays, yeah. or dig routes, or anything, right. or quick outs like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some, but I haven't. Most of the time, it's pushing the ball downfield. It's Kirk doing. Five Five to seven drop back, you know. Yep. Uh, uh, Five to seven step. Yeah, and then getting the ball downfield. Yeah, it's not three step dropbacks, you know, where you just boom, boom, balls out. You know, yeah. which I think we might need to try to incorporate a little bit more, especially when we get in the playoffs and face Correct. the Eagles or the 49ers that yep. rush the passer really, really, really well. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. And but Kirk just likes to hold the ball in his hands yeah. too long, he and does. he's always want he's always done that. You know what I mean? So. Well, it seems like it's a split decision um, as far as the rankings. You know how they have that on NFL.com. You can go on there and they have that little preview. Yep. And at the end of it, they've got all their whatever people Analysts. that pick. There's like eight or ten. Yeah. And it's like it's like probably 60% Viking winning, sure. 40% Giants winning. But they also have it down as a close game. Yeah, we are favored by four um, the last time I checked the mm. Vegas line. The over-under is 48. I think if you were betting, you would take the over on that. I think we can. I think both teams will probably score a lot of points. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just interested. It's on Christmas Eve. Yeah. As we get ready to, see, you know, for Santa to bring us our our, our presents and and you know we got to leave him out some cookies and milk, some yep. Vikings cookies. Yeah. Uh, you were drinking milk earlier some today. Some skull biscuits. Some yeah, I was. <laughs> we, you know, here at Home Slice, we had uh, Mountain West cereal fest the other <laughs> Which is, day. I think was a great idea. It was amazing, dudes. Uh, this body was built by cereal. Like <laughs> I eat a lot of cereal. I in do. My life. I lo- you're a cereal killer. I am a cereal killer. I love I'm, that. Seriously, they used to like tell my mom that's the cereal killer's mom. <laughs> yeah. It was real stuff. But uh, getting back to football, the last time we met up with them was October 5th, 2019, and we beat them 28-10. to 10. Yeah, because they've been pretty bad the past, man, for a while. But this new coach has got them running a lot better than, than years past. Yes, I agree. I agree with and, you. And uh, he's doing a really good job. You said he threw some some shade. Some right? shade. So, Calling KOC Harry Styles. Well, I hope KOC well, outcoaches the guy. Well, yeah. I'm I think a blue collar guy, and I don't really know much about him, honestly, either. You know, I don't, I don't know where either. he came from, whether either. if he was an offensive or defensive coordinator. I really don't know. I guess I could look it up before. Yeah. Is it but. weird of me to think it's odd from somebody from New York calling somebody from Minnesota, and they're saying they're blue collar? I mean, I get it. There's blue collar people everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. Right. But me being Midwestern, I'm always like, I feel like this is where the blue collar people are. I mean, right. There's shift work people everywhere, but I mean, or, you know, blue collar, hardworking people. But I mean, it just seems weird coming from New York to, and I know KOC is not from Minnesota, no, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, but I'm still. blue collar and you're Harry Styles. It seems weird. That is, it's just a little shade, man. I mean, it makes it exciting, but hopefully like KOC turns that into some, you know, yeah. he's going to be fired up. He, I love, love our coach, man. I love our coach. I love everything about what he does, but he makes me nervous sometimes. So in this Colts game, that first half, some of the plays he was calling, some of the stuff he was doing, that was dumb. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Like it was weird. I didn't like it. I, 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 and he's done it in some of the games we've lost and some of the games that have been too close. 
We've had questionable play calls where you're like, why is he why is he calling this? Why is he doing this? It seems like he's smarter than this. And, and he does some pretty stupid stuff sometimes. I think he just likes taking risks, which I don't have necessarily a problem with. And we've touched on this. He's a rookie head coach, and he's going to learn from these rookie mistakes that normally don't do this stuff. But I think the stuff – I mean, if he was just a normal guy, a normal coach, we probably wouldn't be 11-3 and three making historic comebacks. You it's know true. what I mean? It's true. I'm just saying. Like, when he always puts us in a position to obviously win the game. The two games that we lost were pretty bad. Or the third one – um, I can't even remember. But, you know, losing obviously really bad to Dallas and the Eagles. Who else did we lose to? I can't even remember. Why, uh, why can't Why can't it? We, didn't we just – wow, I'm, I'm drawing a blank as well. <laughs> 11 I can three. find out really quick, like, right now. I can't believe that. The Lions. Duh, oh, duh. I didn't but even that game was – I mean, we lost by, like, what, more than 10 or it was at 10, something like that? Yeah. Or was it 7 or 8? Let's take a look here. But it wasn't oh. – I'm just saying it wasn't – it wasn't a one score game, obviously, because we're ten and zero. Uh, Twenty three to thirty four. Yeah, so They're it 34. was eleven. It was eleven points. Yeah, they so, whooped up on us a little. We haven't. I mean, but that game was kind of like if a player here or there went our way, we probably would have won that game. You know Correct. what I mean? And so, we were out some players, some yep. key players. Harrison, yep. you yep. know, uh, I believe some of our O line was swapped around. Uh, we're definitely missing a defensive, other defensive player other than Harry Smith, Harrison Smith. Right. Well, yeah. So I, it's just kind of wild. I, so I love our coach, and I and I believe in him full heartedly. I I love the changes, and I you could just see it. I was just watching before you came in here. I was watching the video of him announcing the Pro Bowl players. Right. Oh yeah, I saw that. And too. our long snapper makes it, and he waits till the very end to announce that our long snapper makes it. And he's like, finally, some recognition, something, something comes up and the long snapper goes to break it down break down the team and he's like all right guys i love playing with you guys i love this and zadarius smith is like oh come on man don't go start crying don't on me cry, man. And he was he was getting emotional yeah. and i put myself in his cleats and i'm like man that's it's got to be that way if you didn't care about that group and I, and i think every team out there can care about their group that they're in but at this time of the season is when teams are either getting sick of it or they're in love with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If no, you're in a bad commodity. team and you're like, I, this might be my last season, either A, playing football to general, or even just like being on this team, I'm getting the hell out of here, Yeah, is your thought. You, you, it's right about now is when that feeling starts to creep in because you're like, what can I do to start building to get me away from here? I'm talking to my agent, whatever the case might be. When you see a team break it down like that and the long snapper starts getting emotional, you could tell, and J.J. was right next to him and Zadarius Smith was right there. I mean, the, the team was there as a whole and the big guys. And it wasn't like these are the the click of the nerds or of something, the, right? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. This is like the team together as a whole. And, they're, and he's getting emotional because he feels what's in the air. He feels it yeah. with his team. These are his brothers. Yeah. You know? And I love everything about that. We kind of touched on that on the earlier part of or the earlier episode this week, you know, the camaraderie of this team and, and the belief that they have in each one another. Like it doesn't matter yeah. if it's next man, next man up, whoever's in there, they believe in that yeah, person. They do. And I just, that's something that we didn't see with Zimmer's team. Maybe a little bit he, he in some of the winning. First. Yeah. Some Those of the winning seasons. Years, you know. Yeah. No, but it's definitely the culture has changed. Matt touched on it this earlier this episode too. Yeah. Like you can't do the things that we're doing without no culture. 
Yeah. And KOC is bringing it, and we can we're feeling it as fans. Well, how many times I've gotten emotional watching his locker yeah. room speeches and yep. players' speeches? You know, I'm, it's like those little things. Being a part of this team, even though we're not there and we're not, I mean, it's yeah. it's a part of us, man. It's a real it's like thing. I, I, the excitement and the the anger and the heart attacks and the anxiety, it yeah. all goes along with it, man. And it's, yeah, it's fun. It's wild, dude. Right? So we've got. We got the Giants coming up. I mean, and then after that, it's Green Bay and Chicago. Yeah, man, and like so, these three games aren't aren't gimmies, man. I, I nope. feel I still feel like we need to win out to secure that two seed. I, I got some weird thing. I saw this video on TikTok. I'm going to bring about bring up the Eagles here. Okay. Okay. So this video made some, and I can't. I'm not going to try to say it word for word or try to explain it because it it was very interesting and it made a lot of sense. But basically what the video is saying is that the Eagles is trying to manipulate the Cowboys playoff schedule. So they don't necessarily have to play the Cowboys in the playoffs. Mm. It was really weird because I think, because you know, there's news of Jalen hurts not playing this week. They haven't said yes or no as of Mm. yet, but no, I pretty much, I think today they announced that Minshew magic is in, he's going to start starting. Okay. All right. So we know that now. I think they're saying this video is like now as a competitive guy, no team is just going to lay down. But I'm saying they can afford this loss. If the Cowboys beat the Eagles, it gives them their second loss. The Cowboys secure a five seed. So if a five seed has to play somebody like uh, it's going to be a bigger team, it's going to be like the 49ers or or something like that. It's going to be a bigger team. More than likely, the Cowboys are not going to make a run out of it. And so it it was just weird how this video was like making sense that the Eagles are trying to not necessarily tank, but just kind of manipulate their playoff schedule where they play easier teams or the Cowboys play harder teams. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a it's a forward way of thinking about it, right? Right. Because you've it's got a strategy. It's a it's a strategy. Because let's face it, like we've said a thousand times, as soon as the playoffs start, it's clean slate. Clean slate. Record, zero, zero zero zero. It yep. doesn't matter your record, doesn't matter how many yards you've thrown for it, comebacks, doesn't none of that matters anymore. What matters is if you can make it through this game. Right. This team that you're playing and this team that you're playing, none of their history matters either. Right? I mean, yes, you can watch film and you can study them and all that, but but I mean what they've done and how good they are doesn't matter. It comes down to Sunday yeah, or Saturday. It does. You know. And Garner Minshew is not a bad quarterback. Not he, at all. No, I mean, he's had some Minshew magic in Jacksonville, and, you know, there was a he lot was, of memes. He, he looks like Ray Finkel. The, he was the, the guy to the to the to to that team that, uh, what's his name on the Commanders is? Uh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Right, where he's a Just really good quarterback. Fiery. Uh, fiery, got the team going. Could have maybe earned the job, but for whatever reason didn't, yeah. for whatever the case was. And I believe, actually, he did win the job, didn't he, for the Jags? And then that next year he came back and it just didn't. Yeah, he's had some ups coach. and downs. Yep, new coach. And, and so, yeah. He was, um, he was coached by Mike Leach, who was a very famous and very smart, offensive-minded collegiate coach who actually just recently passed away unexpectedly. And Garner was actually talking about Mike Leach. And so this is, you know, I'm sure he's going to go out there and he's going to play hard for his coach. It was because Mike Leach was one of the coaches that believed in him. And he was able, he's like, yeah, he, he was saying, he, he walked up to him and he said, do you want to lead the league in passing? And he was like, I've never thought about that ever in my entire life as a quarterback. Yeah. I'm just here to play. I didn't have that kind of confidence, but he instilled that confidence in me and wow. made me the quarterback that I am today. Wow. And so, I mean, I think that, that he'll be playing really tough 
uh, for Mike Leach, and Mike Leach was a special, special collegiate. It was a huge loss for the sports world. But anyways, it's going to be an interesting game. I think the Cowboys win now since Jalen's gone. They have they can afford to lose. But what if what if Jalen is really hurt? What if they and they lose the rest of the games, and we yeah. win out? Guess who takes the number one slot? Yeah, that's right. But also the Cowboys, they can win out, and they might. You know, might, I mean, there's some. They might leapfrog the, us. Because the Cowboys could us. win the division. So there's all kinds of different weird scenarios. It's kind of cool. It's fun to watch, and we've only got three weeks. What we thought was kind of set, almost. Eagles at the top. Yeah. Wherever us, possibly second. You know, whatever happens, you know. But Eagles at the top was set. Now, all of a sudden, it's not. Yeah, man. There's a lot of things that could happen in these final three games. One thing that is set, guess who's ready? We are. Matt with one T. Matt McGonaghan. He's going to come in. He's ready. Should we give him a dingle? Let's give him a dingle jingle. Let's give him a dingle. Give that boy a call. Our Minnesota magic man himself. I do have a question as we bring Matt in. Yeah, let's do it. What's What you got, man? So, now I lost it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It'll come back to me. Hurry up, Matt. Hello. Hello, Matt McGonaghan. How are That's you, me, sir? apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's um, up, my man? What up? Well, we've been just challenge, just chatting about the Giants. Me and Brandon both admittedly said that we don't really know much about the Giants, and uh, but obviously know that they're playing uh, pretty well for the most part, and um, they yeah. are as as it sits right now are a playoff team. So. Um, they had an interesting win last week against the Commanders, which I feel we've talked about that. That seemed like it was kind of iffy, but hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to play the Giants. And then we were just talking about the playoff scenarios and, and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is out, and I, we were talking about maybe they're manipulating the playoff schedule a little bit and giving the Cowboys this win to lock in the five seed for the Cowboys so they don't have to necessarily play them. It's, it's an interesting concept. Um, also something I wanted to talk about too, is that the Packers obviously are still mathematically, um, in the, in, in the running, in the running. So, I mean, but they go to Miami and I, I don't think that they beat the dolphins, but it's possible. Yeah. That's going to be a tougher, tougher match. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. The green Bay one's interesting <clears throat> because if they do end up winning out, right, I think they technically can still get in. They'd still think need some things to fall their way, if I'm correct. I don't think it's win and get in, but um, that would be interesting um, if we because we play them what next week? Right? Yeah, we play them in Lambo too. That'd Which, be that'd be nice to just kick them out and give all their hopes away. Well, I think so. they'll just. I think the Dolphins kick them out now. I mean, honestly, I mean the Dolphins are. Yeah. They almost beat the Bills. They've been kind of reeling on these last few games. I mean. They're if fighting you're gonna too. Do, if you're gonna do it, you know, I mean, like, do it against. I just the, think it would be funny if we <laughs> were the ones that kicked them out, though. So I kind of want them to win so that we can kick them out. Oh so. man, I just don't want to <laughs> give the Packers any chance. But also, I was talking to his buddy. This buddy has been hammering me to come. He's a Packers fan, but he's he's not like your normal biased Packers fan. Like you can actually have a conversation with the guy. And he was telling me um, he's been wanting to come on this podcast, so maybe we'll bring him on next week. Um, but he was like, you know, I was telling him, I was like, how can we have – why would the NFL give – because Aaron Rodgers has not been a story all year. Nobody's talked about that team other than the fact that they mm-hmm. are losing disappointment. But no, they're not in the they're not in the media talking about why is Aaron Rodgers having a problem? Why are the Packers – like the Packers are non-existent in the media. 
Why would the NFL allow them to come back and make noise at the end of the year just because? There's no way. You know what I mean? Saying like I just don't see that happening. Yeah. But that, I mean that maybe that's a stupid idea. I don't really know. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you are you guys talking more? conspiracy theories that the well, NFL's rigged or what? No, not necessarily that the NFL is rigged. I'm just saying the feeling of the league, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, like that story, it's like they've been irrelevant all year long just to be relevant at the end of the year and then what, they make a run to the Super Bowl? Come on, that story's stupid. <laughs> well, it is, but there's always those stories every year, it seems like. Somebody gets in that shouldn't be there. I mean, they, oh, the whole NFC South, to be honest, shouldn't be in the playoffs <laughs> right? at all. So, um, they got to figure that out. Like, how do you, how do you, like, you shouldn't be able to, I mean, I get winning your division, you get a playoff spot, but you shouldn't be able to be sub 500 and, and make the playoffs. I mean, I don't, I, but what's the fix to that? I don't know what the fix to that is because you, I, I don't think that there is. I like the playoff structure. I get it. It's kind of, it hurts some teams that did play better, but that's why you win the division. Right, mm-hmm. that's why that's what they talk about in the beginning of the season. You have to win your division first, and then you go on from there. But right, you know, and it makes division games worth more because if you didn't have those being there, those division rivals, they probably don't play as hard. You know, yeah, and right. trying to stop it. So well, I remember when I like it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I remember when Roger Goodell at the this I don't know how long ago this was it had to be within five to ten years. But when he stra- changed the structure of the NFL schedule, where you have to play divisional opponents at the end of the year, you know, because people were resting their starters, which didn't do well for the entertainment part portion, uh, right. NFL ticket sales and et cetera, money, money, money. Because yeah, it was a waste of a week or two. Right. Yeah. So they were like made it a point that at the end of the year you have to play divisional opponents, so that way you know there's always something interesting going on, and you can't necessarily rest your starters unless you're like way above and beyond. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why we, like we're finishing with two. We're finishing with two divisional opponents, which I don't think is going to be gimmies at all. I don't. You know, nope. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers beat us in Lambeau. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears beat us. As long as we win this game against the Giants, we can lose those two games. But I don't. Then we possibly can give up the second seed. You know what I mean? Like we have to win out too. I don't know, Brandon. Yeah, we just need to see what the 49ers do, right? So, I mean, that's the biggest one. Just watching them. Yeah. Seeing what they do. Um, but I, I just want us to not be the Vikings of old coming off a huge win like we just did yep. and then giving up 28 points uh, again and getting blown out, you know? So, and I don't think that's this team at all. They haven't shown me that at all this season. They've always been resilient. They've always fought back. Um, you know, even after that blowout against the Cowboys that came back right away and won the next game. So, well, I mean, because that game came after right after the Bills game, you know, which was obviously daunting, you know, like with the, what they had to do to win that game. Well, that's true. Yeah. And then they so, had to play the Cowboys yeah. and they got beat really bad. And what we had to do last week, the energy that, that that took, I mean, so that is something to worry about a little bit. Yeah. A little it's, bit. Yeah. It's I'm a real not thing. super worried about the Jet or the Giants, though. Like, they've been better than expected for sure. Um, Saquon hasn't been as good as he has been in the beginning of the season, though, either. So, you know, we'll but, see. Saquon. Didn't he have a neck injury? I'm not sure. I think it was a neck. But we were playing, what, Jonathan Taylor last week, and he only ran the ball once or got a screenplay and then ended up high ankle sprain, ended his season. So what if Saquon gets knocked out right at the beginning of the game or something too? Yeah. I don't want to wish that on anybody, but, hey, that helps our cause, you know what I mean? 
Well, like right now, the NFC playoff, I was just looking it up. Playoff picture right now is Eagles are obviously number one. We're number two. Niners are third. Cowboys are five. And then in the hunt or wild card teams are Bucks, Giants, Washington in order. On the bubble, you've got uh, Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. Yeah. It's not wild. Yeah, and the reason why the Saints and Falcons are because they still have a chance to win the division because yeah. the Bucks are 6-8 and eight and the rest of the teams are 5-9 and nine in the NFC South, which is trash. <laughs> I mean, noticeable things when looking at this, you know, next to the Eagles it says clinched playoffs. Yeah. Next to our team name it says clinched division. Yeah, the Eagles haven't clinched the, so, the division uh, yet. Yeah, because sitting in that, you know, number five spot – um, is or number four spot or whatever is the Cowboys, which is really weird. This goes one, two, three, five. I don't know where number four is. Oh, well, the Bucks because four be is four. the Bucks. Yeah. yeah the, okay. Okay. But yeah. they're but they're the the in the hunt because it's their record so bad. Yeah. 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 The division is not yes. one yet in the uh, no. NFC South. But yeah, that's it's just it's wild to look at all of this. I'm I honestly I I started saying it today and I'm I, I'm gonna say it on this podcast. I really want a Bills Vikings Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be amazing. Neither one of them have ever won a Super Bowl. No. And somebody's got to walk away a winner. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's us. I yeah, mean, and it better be us. Team of destiny, <laughs> man. Yeah. Team of destiny. I also would love to see it go against Joe Burrow, but I don't I that would be hard. That'd be wild, wouldn't it though? I, because I would be like secretly rooting for Joe, but then like teammates. obviously like, you know, the old college but teammates. But I don't think Joe could go to a second Super Bowl and lose. Like if he goes to a Super Bowl, he will win. I bet he can. Yeah. I bet he can go to a second <laughs> Super Bowl and lose. Like, nobody's guaranteed anything. Nobody's talking about the Chiefs right now because the Chiefs have had few bad games against the Texans. Their defense is not good. Um but it's Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean? Like he's always going to keep you relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bills are sitting number 1, Chiefs are number 2. Uh, number three is Bengals, four Titans, five Ravens, six Chargers, Dolphins, and then it goes to the bubble people. But yeah, so and the NFC is stronger than the AFC. It currently, yeah, yeah, it falls off quick though, don't it? Because we have a bunch of double-digit winning teams like the Cowboys, Niners, Vikings, those guys, and then all of a sudden it's the six and eights and the eight and fives and the seven and sixes and the five and nines and the whatever teams that are trying to make it in. It's kind of weird. Yeah, man. Well, also, like the AFC, though, like even though we have the better teams, per se, the AFC has by far the better quarterbacks. By far. You think? Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Like, you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, but we got Rodgers and Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Well... See, Tom limping into the playoffs, uh, Aaron Rodgers has, still having a chance. Ugh, it makes me sick. I'd rather, I want the Lions to go. Right now, the NFC East, the entire division is in the playoffs as it stands right now, which is insane yeah. to me. Yep. Whatever. Yep, so is the South almost, too. Well, in the bubble. In the hunt. <laughs> in the hunt. But, uh, but, I mean, so what do you know about uh, the Giants other than that, Matt? Is there anything you could touch on as far as what our outlook might be for playing them? I know that their defense is pretty good, too. Um, but I don't think that matters, what to it, be honest. By by their defense being good, you mean like run, we can't run on them or we can't pass, or they're actually pretty good at both? They're Yeah, they're, like, good at both. Um, but it's – I don't – again, I don't think it matters. Like, our offense is just too good. And now that you have K.J. Osborne – 
um, which I would assume that he gets more work in that second role over Thielen after last week's game. Yeah. Um, it's just, and then Justin Jefferson's just a god. So <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, <laughs> You're not wrong. It, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know. Like when he's running routes, like he did against Stephon Gilmore, made Gilmore look ridiculous. Yeah. Like it, and Gilmore's a Hall of Fame player. Like yeah. He is. And yeah. And I know he's older, but I mean that was like end one mixtape. He did, stuff, yeah. You know, he did. There. Justin was saying just to touch on Gilmore a little bit. He thought he thought that hit was a little unnecessary. He was like, "Man, I've been hit like that all all year long. It's fine. I'm I welcome it, whatever." But that Gilmore one just felt like he did not like me. <laughs> he didn't say that word for word, but that's basically <laughs> what his statement saying is saying. It. Yeah, he's yeah, like, "I don't know what that was about." But I hey, man, a, I seen a well, thing. Well, KOC called it out too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's like, "This has been happening all year," and it's like kind of reminiscent of like kind of a bounty gate type of situation where it's like you got to take him out or yeah. we're gonna lose you Which know is, and that's not that's not cool no it's not no not cool no and not, not even just because KOC, it's jefferson koc was he was pissed you could tell he was pissed he's like these hits have to stop like nobody else can get hit the way that justin jefferson get, jefferson gets hit and not get flags Thrown, you right. know, I mean, yeah. he got the flags, but like Gilmore on that hit when he launched up into his chin yep. should be yeah. thrown out. That's a dirty hit. Yeah, like, yeah that's is. not. It's not like oh, you know, it's a bang bang play, and he was just in the, and you know, and like it's not that way. It's well, yeah. He launched up into him. The Colts in college football that would be targeting. Know, like, be targeting. It's targeting, and you get kicked out. Yep, exactly. Wild. I mean, so, Colts fans and maybe non-Vikings fans would say that he led with his shoulder, but that doesn't matter. It's how you launch yourself. Like, he was a defensive defensive receiver, defenseless receiver in the air catching the ball. He cannot protect himself at that point. You cannot launch yourself, whether if it's with the helmet, for sure, you can't do that. But even with your shoulder, you can't. you can't do that. Like you hit him, no. you hit him in the gut with you know, like kind of just grab him and take him down. You cannot launch yourself. You wow. can't do that. They took football out of football. <laughs> <laughs> but I seen a thing earlier that was talking about, and I don't. I, it seemed like it was a little bit made up, but I could I get where it's coming from. Is it, it said that Justin Jefferson said they're targeting me just like how they targeted Michael Jordan, which I thought it was like. A little much, but you know, yeah. there was those games. I can't remember whatever team it was that would play Michael Jordan back in the day, and would it literally was Detroit Pistons. Was the yeah, Pistons, the Pistons man. would try the to bad kick boys. them out. Yep. The bad boys. They'd be like, "We're we're yeah. taking them out of the game, like literally." Yeah, and that's kind of how <laughs> that was. You yeah, know, like, that what? didn't work. That didn't work out too well, did it? Yep. So I mean, no, it's it came back the next year stronger. Yep. I'm a, I'm a huge Bulls fan, by the way. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah, was a Jordan fan. Yeah. Um. So uh, one thing I do want to touch on a little bit, which we haven't touched on a lot. I mean, we have a little bit throughout the season. We've talked about how Kirk is like the Iron Man of football right now. Just to back up that fact, he has been hit sixty-eight times, I believe, is the number. Yeah, it was one sixty-eight short of 69. times. Yeah, <laughs> and he's by far leading the league in the most hits as a quarterback. Um, and like no one's even really close. I think the closest is like forty or maybe fifty. So it's like, and Kirk just continues to stand in there, man. That the toughness that he has shown 
even with his weird dad act and like everything about him, church going, whatever, like that dude is tough. And we have a lot to think for Kirk being on our team this yeah. year. You know what I mean? I really do he feel had, that way. He had one of the funniest tweets. I don't know if you guys will find this funny, but I, I found it hilarious uh, the other day. And he was like, he was like, between LL Bean, Land's End, and what's the other one? Oh, man. Oh, Eddie like Bauer? Another, Eddie Bauer? Eddie Bauer. Yeah. He's like, what's the difference? And I was like, <laughs> that's like that's really funny. Like, <laughs> because yeah, all the why. clothes are the same, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he is kind of a funny dad. Like he's got dad jokes for days. I bet. He's oh, like, yeah. oh he's, shucks, he's guys! You want to come over and have dad. yourself a coffee? Frick yeah! <laughs> yeah. You yeah. think he drinks coffee? No. <laughs> His body is his temple. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we <laughs> I was watching Good Morning Football this morning, and uh, they had Eric Kendricks on, oh. and we're asking him and talking to him about it. He said it was a pretty close knit group. You know, the, the the culture, just like we talked on earlier, has really changed in Minneapolis, and. Uh, they were talking about, kind of teasing about Justin Jefferson being who he is, and then Kirk Cousins being who he is. Right, almost polar opposites. You right. know, the dad, yeah. and then you know the wild guy, and he's not like Jefferson's wild, but you know, you know real style. You yeah, know? yeah, and uh, flashy. He, he said it is kind of funny, but it works. Yeah, you know? I mean, the chemistry that those two have. I mean, I wonder if like Justin and uh, Kirk like eat. Pizza ranch together. They go hang out. <laughs> you know, Kirk like, Cousins like, let me cry on your grill. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Pizza Ranch. I'll give you some cactus happening. bread. Oh, no. you know. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I'm excited. It's a whiteout in Minneapolis on Christmas Eve. They've changed the end zones and painted yeah. everything white. It's going to be super cool. I think I, this is the first time that we've ever worn all white at home. So that's pretty cool, I think. It'll be kind of weird, don't you think, for the Giants to be looking. Let's pretend like the Giants get into the red zone, right? And you're Daniel Jones and you're on a bootleg. You're coming out. Looking at the end zone, we're all in white. The end zone's all in white. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But you'll see that that one blue in there somewhere, and you throw the ball, and then you never know. Duke Shelley picks the ball off. Pick six, bud. Pick six. did they have the? Because I haven't looked. I know this is going to be a whiteout, but are the helmets going to be white? No, well? no, no. The photo shoot. Oh, the, I mean, I thought dope. I, I thought I yeah. saw somebody. Somebody posted a picture like, "Look at this white Vikings helmet for the whiteout." So I was all excited, right? But then the photo shoot with everybody for the whiteout had purple helmets. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, because they did that with, with like the Bengals and stuff, did it right? Yeah, it white and then yeah. black. Yeah, I I and love that. That would be awesome to have like white with black horns. Yeah, like, that'd be sweet. Yeah. So as we wrap up this episode this week, uh, let's get our final thoughts and final scores for the Giants game. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little worried about this game, but if we lose this game, just hypothetically speaking. It doesn't hurt us per se. I mean, the 49ers will still be on our butts. But I feel like if we lose this game, I feel more confident in winning the last two games away from home against the Packers and the Bears. You know what I mean? Because that loss would be like, all right, we got punched in the mouth by a playoff team. Let's go in the playoffs with a little bit of heat. Let's beat our division or divisional opponents if the, if we lose. Now, if we win, I'm a little more worried about the last two games. I think we go one and two. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we win both of them, but you never know. Maybe I'm just being pessimistic, but I'm also being a realist, I think. But I'm hopeful that we win out. We secure that two seed. Um, I I do go on and say that we will win this game. It will probably be close. I'm going to say 28-20. 28-20. That's tight. 
Yeah. It's not as tight as it could yeah, be. Yeah, why are you saying it's going to be close? I mean, come on, dude. It's not like we've <laughs> because, had yeah. any close games all year. All <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Really breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But my, I guess my take on it, and then we'll get to you, Matt, is, is I, I think it's time. There's a lot to fight for, especially with the Eagles, with Hurst going out, with all that. There's a lot to fight for possibly getting that number one seed. And, and that would be beneficial to us because I'm not sure if you look at paper, we're as good as some of those other teams. Right. But I do think we can fight. Uh, we so a lot putting of ourselves, if we could catch the Eagles with if they're playing a game, trying to seed everybody, trying to play the game, if we could catch them with their pants down and, and get up into number one, then that might be beneficial for us. Yeah. Somebody else can knock them out. Yeah. Somebody else can knock the Cowboys out. The Lions beat the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we get into some teams that are more manageable, not like the Niners are, but, you know, it's tough. So I think we have a lot to play for. I think the team's going to come ready to go. All three of these next games, if, if any of these three next games we finally piece it together, like we've been talking all season, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be this week. This is our weakest opponent. A question mark coming up. I mean, you would say the Bears by record, but I think but it's the Bears a divisional are a opponent. Tough team and yeah, a divisional. exactly. So yeah. I think this is our weakest appointment we've got or opponent we have for the rest of the season. I'm thinking score wise, hopefully we put the foot on the throat and kill them. Yeah, and it's like you know 31 to like 10. That would be amazing. I would and love that. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a good. I, you know who I want to see? I want to see our backup quarterback play because we. We are so far ahead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Nick Mullins. Also, we did sign Josh Rosen, a former number one draft pick or first round draft pick for the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, we. But I, I get it. We signed right. him. We signed him to be in the practice squad. And but, and why? I, I think that's because David Blau got signed by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and I oh. think we just brought him in because a like say say for an example we lock in a seed and we rest our starters, then Josh would be our backup quarterback to Nick Mullins because mm-hmm. we don't have we only have two quarterbacks on the yeah. roster. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Matt, your final thoughts. Also, I did want to say this again because we didn't even talk about this. Jalen Hurts being out, like what if he's out the entire I mean That's what I'm saying. I know. That's, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, if he's out, we catch him with their paint. Like if he's actually injured and out for the rest of the season, they're like, "We ain't risking this no more. You're out until playoffs." Yeah, that might open the door for us, the Niners, the Cowboys. Yeah, to take that number one seed. We don't want to let them have it. Yeah, right now we're number two. We can only go up. I believe you, Matt. What do you yep. think? Um. <laughs> so, I. You know what? I think we're going to go down by 34 points, and then we're going to come back and beat them by 30, uh, or beat them by one point, you know. Um, Fair. No, I, uh, what's the spread in this game? We're favored by four. We're favored by four. We're favored by four. Okay, I'll go with the Vegas spread then. (laughs) I'll just go by the four points, so I'll just say uh, 28-24. Wow, Yeah. yeah. Might happen. I like that. I mean, it might happen. It's Christmas Eve. It'd be a good Christmas. I just, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to go into Christmas morning feeling all down and upset that we lost this game. You know what I mean? I I will say (laughs) this, though, that if we do drop this game, if we lose this game, because this seems like something Vikings of old would do, uh, if we do, I'm really not that butthurt about it. I I don't, I kind of care. I don't. Uh, but but I agree that we I do still stick with my comment that we got to fight out. Yeah, I and, agree. 
Yeah, and another thought I do have on this is last week's game, I think that they they saw they obviously saw the absolute worst we could be, right? Like, um, and they had to make adjustments, and I hope that these adjustments stick through the end of the year. Like, when they started blitzing, because they, like, in that second half, they started blitzing more, like, 40%. You know, like, we well, don't see that. Well, it made a huge that. difference, too. We yeah. don't have the defense that can just sit back and not give up yards. I understand yep. that we're pretty good in the red zone. We're pretty yeah. good on third down normally. But if we blitz, it gives more opportunities for guys to get, you know, fumble recoveries that should have been ours or, or you know, you get crucial stops. Um, also, I mean, the Colts, right. again, they, they just gave up. They were like, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get up this lead, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So well, what's the refs gonna do this week? What do you think is gonna happen? We get some pass interference um, calls. They're gonna be kind of questionable. <laughs> I think that we're gonna get the benefit of the doubt most of the time because of how Kevin O'Connell came out and was like, "This is ridiculous." How everybody, you know, media wise that watched that game was like, "This is ridiculous." We gotta stop calling plays dead. There's a reason why the replay exists. Yeah. yeah, like just let it go. If it's if you don't know, you don't know. And now That's you know there for your safety, basically. Well, yeah, and, and throw throw down it, your napkin or whatever you got. And, your napkin, yeah. your napkins. But yeah, I uh, and another thing I'll make guys like if we were at right before the first week of the season, and I told you we were going to be eleven and three right now, you know, nobody would be upset. Everybody would be like sweet yeah that's awesome it you is know? awesome we're so, we're living it man this so. has been a, an, a very fun very fun season to be we're gonna at least have one home game you know so that's yeah, a plus. So. anything can happen anything can happen anything is possible that's right <laughs> what uh what are your guys's plans for christmas uh i'm just hanging out at home man not doing much chilling with the home yeah, fam. Me too. Yeah. yeah i might go nice. to a friend's house and have a little friend's Christmas. Friends mass. Friendsmas. 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 That's yeah. cool. Nice. I love that. What Anybody you packaging something nice? Put anything in a box? Oh, I think. Justin Timberlake like? Oh, hey. Just kidding. Oh, you know, Roxanne, my buddy Oakley's wife, wants a dick in a box. That's what she asked him for. So well, I think that'd be happening. Don't believe my wife asked me for that. <laughs> That's what she's going to get. Well, gentlemen, Merry Christmas to you and yours, and happy holidays to everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a wonderful year. I mean, obviously, we'll have another one before the new year, and we'll get excited for 2023. We'll get excited for the playoffs, but... We're gonna win, and we're gonna win at home for our final home game. We're gonna; those fans are gonna be crazy. Christmas Eve, it's gonna be so loud in there. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? And we're not gonna give up thirty-three yeah. points and a half. You know what? We're gonna come out firing. We're gonna take a lead, a big lead, and maybe we'll have an interception return or a punt block for a touchdown. Maybe yeah. that's what happens for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. Let's do freak that. Yeah. Oh, freak yeah, man! Yeah. Freak. Oh, yeah. gosh darn it. I, I, I got that volume coming to you. Yeah. We, so, we can all rub our yeah. cactus breads together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Thanks again for tuning in to Vikings Water Cooler Talk. Score! Fight, 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 go Vikings, run up the 
Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ is hosted by Mitchell Stafford, a.k.a. Stitch, and Brandon Jones, a.k.a. BJ. Produced by Mark Hewson, engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio or audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you like what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. This was a Home Slice Podcast Network production.